Cheers. How's everybody doing tonight? Better now. Good. Hey, so I just learned that Trev is sitting there drinking soju like it's a bottle of water. And I thought, well I, I thought I was an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> it's that 19 Delta life, baby. That's that. That shit's nasty. Ugh. Hey, but good evening, everybody. We are kicking with the crew. We are back. We finally have a, another episode of everybody being on the show. So this is going to be great. Yeah, uh, Tonight, there's no game on for us to be distracted from, so you will have our full undivided attention in the comments. Uh, we're also uh, going to do our conference championship predictions here soon. Uh, we'll probably brush through those pretty quickly because I think it's going to be fairly even across the board. I think there's only going to be one game that's kind of debatable. Uh, but we'll see. It's going to be fun because we actually didn't talk about it at all in the messages this week because the games are tomorrow and not today. So that's going to be fun. And then we'll go ahead and get into uh, how uh, Coach Morris is going to be our head coach. And we'll, discuss, <laughs> and we'll start discussing who we think our OC should be at that point because it looks like Morris is the front runner. As far as I'm tracking, that man was in his interview for multiple hours. So straight, straight uh, him and Ichiro Iviro were both uh, had very long interviews. Yeah. So I'm, and, that's, I'm and, that's, and that's promising from where we thought everything was heading for the yeah. last, I'd guess, I'd say about maybe 12 hours before that. Facts. Big facts. Now, there's still the big uh, question mark of whether Ursa is going to everybody and go ahead and put Jeff in the seat long term. Uh, I but, think uh, he's going to get outvoted on that as far yeah, as I think so what too. it sounds like. He's got to be outvoted. He's not going to make that decision by himself. He, he's got a board... <laughs> you know, like they're... Yeah, I would, I would certainly hope that's, uh, that's right. But I know if if he had it in his perfect world, that's probably what he, he would do. Facts, facts. Yep. Chad's here on time today. Put in all caps in the comments. Full crew. He says Brock Purdy's gonna upset Philly and Casey's gonna beat the Bengals. All right, well we'll go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and we're gonna get into that then. Hey, before y'all. kind of cut off back there real quick i was gonna say i have to apologize because you know i picked the chargers to kill the jags oh yeah everybody and i was i was talking mad junk on the show like told y'all blah 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 you know and then magically the chargers do what the chargers do and collapse so for hey. that aspect i apologize Salute to you, my guy. Most people would not be that stand-up to come on and admit it the first thing in the show after it being two weeks later. So well, you've been sitting on that one. You. We appreciate you. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and go into the playoff bracket. Here it is. For uh, this week, we got the Eagles and the, and the Niners and then the Chiefs and the Bengals. We're going to go ahead and talk about the Eagles and Niners first since that's the early game uh, tomorrow they play at two o'clock, and then well two o'clock my time. So who I don't know what y'all's time is. So. Yeah, three Eastern. Yeah, who you got, Zach? One o'clock my time. Um, to the disappointment of everybody, I'm going San Francisco, just because I don't like Philly. No offense, Matt. I know like your old ladies from Philly, and like you're from Philly, that whole New Jersey area. So like. 
I just think that San Francisco is a better team, the most complete team in the NFL. Like, it's going to be a tight game. So if Philadelphia does win, it's not going to surprise me. This game is going to be so tight. It's going to come down to one or two possessions. And it's the actual first game. I truly see Brock Purdy actually struggling, like hardcore. Okay. Who you got, Coach Morris? You're muted. I can't hear you. You weren't muted. Something's up with your mic. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and skip Coach Morris real quick and go ahead and go to Trev. <laughs> let him fix his I, mic. <laughs> I just want to let you guys know. To this point, believe it or not, my uh my playoff bracket is 100%. Got every game right so far. So go ahead and uh, put some money down on these picks here. I got Trev. I, I'm I'm the same way. I've only got yeah. one. I've only got one wrong so far. So I got San Francisco winning, and I think. I, mean, I think it'll be a close game throughout, but I think they kind of pull away the fourth quarter and make it, you know, maybe a seven to ten point game. Uh, I have San Francisco rolling through to the Super Bowl. Okay. I think that defense is just – defense wins championships, and that's what they're going to do tomorrow. Okay. Y'all got me now. Y'all hear me good? Yeah, yeah, we got you now. We got wow, you. Clear, coach. We hear I'm going. you, coach. I'm you know, what the, energy. Uh, what, the Army, got, what the Army says is we got you, Lima Charlie. All right? We yeah. got you, Lima Charlie. Y'all go ahead and stand a parade rest while I give my prediction. So, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Your, your arms aren't behind your back. <laughs> well, I'm going to go 49ers. I mean, Brock Purdy threw for what? 180 yards last week. Oh, um, is that three for three so, for the Niners? Yeah, it's three you, but, for the Niners. See, you see what, how they're able to win when a quarterback, you know, puts up those numbers and, you know, that's correct to Kyle Shanahan's offense, game plan he calls um, to win in any situation. Um I think that I think that defense is going to give Philly um, a lot of problems. I think the key is just to eliminate the running game um, and let them depend on Jalen Hurts' arm and you know depend on the secondary to step up. I know they got the receivers that match up well, but you eliminate the running game early and kind of opens Pandora's box for them and, and send in pressure. Okay. What about you, Damon? Or Demarco? My bad. Yeah, I was about to say, Coach just went. Coach just went. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess this is going to be four out of four because I got the 49ers as well, man. Um, my, my breakdown will be a little bit different from, from coach over there though. Um, I would say that this game isn't going to come, come down to trying to simplify anything for either team. I think if you try and focus in on the pass game for one team or the run game for one team, your team is going to fail. This game is going to come down to who turns over the ball. It's going to come down to turnovers, whichever team makes the mistake first, um, it can't uh, shorten this game um, and keep the the, um, the, sh- the short yardage. You know, flip the fields, play good defense, and do not turn over the ball. And I think that's what it will come down to. Um, but I got the Niners. All right. So I guess myself here would be a lone wolf because I'm going Philly. And the reason I'm going Philly is because I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be able to do anything against Philly's defense. Uh, we keep talking about the Niners' defense, but Philly's defense is pretty damn good also. It's a lot better than Dallas's defense. Brock Purdy struggled against Dallas. The, ish, the difference between Dallas and Philly is Philly has the offense to be able to come out on the field and score when their defense does their job. But Dallas has a better front seven, I no, think. The, uh, okay, yeah, that's fine, but they don't have the better secondary. But – I don't okay. even know. Hey, I didn't Sanders interrupt is. y'all. I didn't hey, interrupt y'all. We're debating tonight. <laughs> Hold on. You can debate after I'm done. <laughs> I didn't interrupt any one of you, and I'm the only one who disagreed with you. 
So shut your asses up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Coach, by the way. I'm just kidding. But no. So, yes, you're right. They do have a pretty good front seven. They probably have a better front seven than Philly does, but they don't have a better secondary than, than Philly does. Uh, they also don't have a better wide receiving core or a better quarterback than Philly does. So when Philly steps on the field offensively, they're going to be able to move the ball. They're better than what Dallas had. So when San Fran was able to sneak that win out last week against Dallas, they're not going to be able to sneak one against Philly. So my my rebuttal to that would be is the uh, – I don't think the Dallas theory is correct. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Dallas has a better front seven than Philly. Philly had 70 sacks. That's no, third. Said, I thought he said Niners. I thought he said Niners had the better front seven. No, he said Philly had a, uh, or uh, he said Cowboys have a better front seven than Philly. Oh. And I don't. Dallas know. just has Parsons. I, I yeah. It, I, I so I disagree with that front seven theory there. That's exactly why I think this game comes down to turnovers. Exactly. So Chime in. I, 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 Philly's I, pass rush will be the defining X factor. I don't think it San Francisco. Will. I don't think it will. San Francisco either. can block it up. And they can force one-on-ones with Kittle because Kittle's unblockable. You can't guard Kittle. No one on the Philadelphia Eagles defense can handle Kittle. That's that's and that's who Purdy goes. That's not true. That's who Purdy goes. They got the best. They got the best safety duo in the NFL right now. Yeah, they got the best. They got the best DBs as a group, not individually. As a group, they got the best DBs in the NFL. I will take a tight end over a safety ten out of ten days. Mm, not yeah, me. I Every day. Know, I don't know about, I don't know about if, that, if that safety is leading the league in interceptions. I'd be careful. <laughs> I'll look, give you corners. Look, look, I'll give you corners, but I still think George Kittle is, is no, no, the no, gasoline no, no, to make no, that, no. that team is, go. This is not corner. This is secondary. So put it this way: Philly secondary top three in the NFL. Yes. Their their rushing defense is like 16th in the NFL. So like That's I said, cool. this game is going to come down to. Who gets out of their element and turns over the ball first? Philly, I can, I can agree with that. Philly, Philly wants to run the ball. Niners want to run the ball. It's going to come down to that. And, and Niners got – that's what I was going to say next. Niners got the backfield. McCaffrey, Mitchell, Debo, you know, I – Ooh. Nobody you does it you can't, you can't sleep on Miles Sanders though. I mean, he's he's you not can't. Debo. He's not Debo. He's not, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he's, it, he's solid. Miles yeah. Sanders is definitely solid. He's a thousand. I do, I do want to back up for a minute though, because I think a lot of the the talking heads are going to make a big deal out of Brock Purdy because it's a fun storyline. And for what it's worth, Brock has played his ass off. But the 49ers overall, at least off the top of my head, they they're one of, if not the most talented teams in the NFL. You're talking about Kittle, McCaffrey. Debo, Trent Williams, and then on the defensive yeah, oh, side, you have Warner, then, you have Greenlaw. Like, I mean, it just but, but you're but then you're forgetting Philly has Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts. They got Devontae right, right. Smith, Goddard, uh, AJ, Brown. AJ Brown. You're forgetting that they are no, no. matching up equally. I'm with you. My, my my counter to that is as, as talented as Philly has been uh, across the board, which they are. I, I absolutely agree. It's between those two teams probably for overall roster talent, but um. San Francisco's been playing together for years now, aside from so McCaffrey. Is, He's the only so new is addition. Philly. So is Philly. The no, only, Philly got a lot of these guys this past year. The only two that are the only two that are different is AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts has been here for two years and they added well, AJ and, Brown and, this year. Uh, C- That's C- like C- a big deal though. CJ CJ It's not that big. It's not that big because because has has that chemistry seemed like it affected Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown at all this year? No, I'm not saying well, no, they're best friends. I'm just saying when I'm they're best talent, friends. 
I'm saying when I'm weighing out talent and who's got the better roster overall, I'm also going to add in the fact that these San Francisco guys have, as a core, been together for years now, getting to the NFC Championship, getting to, you know, far along in the playoffs every year. Yeah, and that's no, – they don't get further along. They always make the NFC Championship, and then they choke. But you're, yeah, you're so just – I mean, that's why – see, the argument that we're making here about, like, the – the tightness of that group being together for so long is why this is a toss-up for me, but I am picking the Niners in that toss-up. I'm just saying, like, I don't think any of those relations, I don't think offense or defense, I don't think any of that is going to matter in this game because I think these teams are so equal. Like, this is a perfect oh, yeah. collision to happen. Like, I don't think you can name stars on any no. side to try and say one outmatches nope. the other because you these can't. teams are just so even. And I literally think it just comes down to turnovers and 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 the Niners gonna, I, 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 think I don't gonna, think they, they haven't really been a high turnover team this year. And I think the Eagles I mean I wouldn't necessarily call them a high turnover team, but we have seen a couple times where they've been turnover prone. And I think that's just the difference to me. Listen, and it's gonna come down listen, to turnovers. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Last week on the show, y'all said Brock Purdy had to fall at some point. Y'all thought it was last week against a weaker team, but now you're taking Brock Purdy against a better team. Yeah, I'm not. I, I've never. I've never yeah, I wasn't here last Brock week, Purdy. but I would take San Francisco against any team in the NFC. I'm taking Brock it Purdy to do his best, Ryan Tannehill. It has it has nothing to do with Brock Purdy. The reason Brock has been able to be so successful as literally a nobody as is relevant is because of how good that team is. Yeah, yeah it, I and, agree. And it's it's a great story. Like I'm well, not hating thing. on Brock at all, but, but, but would he be who he is right now on any other team? I don't think so. No, but and then here's the other thing: you got to think about this. If it comes down to quarterback play, are you going to take Brock Purdy over Jalen Hurts? No. no, no. But I take I might take Brock Purdy's weapons over Hurts' weapons. I don't know, man, because their weapons are very it's tight. similar. It's tight. I mean, it, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah, see, at the, the end of the day, I think these top four teams. I mean, you couldn't do any better than these top four. Like, you couldn't write it no. better. Like, no, these is, top these top four teams are the best in the NFL. Yeah. So That's really hands down. This is one of the That's first times that we've literally got the top four that you should see in yes. the top four. One hundred percent. And the only argument could have been Buffalo. But they no. choked it away. So no. it's like it was no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't, I haven't on, had Buffalo nope. for years have been that so, team that, okay. that people have thought they were. I've, I was on the Buffalo train before the season, and then by week five, I was off the Buffalo train. Exactly, exactly. I agree with Matt 100%. Because yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Josh Allen. Yeah, you could argue them, but I don't like, even since think. he's clearly better. I don't even think the Buffalo Bills are top three in the conference. Ooh, that's well, I think, well, who's, who's your well, number three? Yeah, who's your number three? Because they'd still be my number three. Really? All right. I'm going Cincinnati. So, so, so Matt, so I'm going I'm Casey the... in the conference. I'm going Casey, Cincinnati, okay. right? That's fair. Yep. Casey, Cincinnati. I'm going Baltimore when healthy. Ooh. Okay, that's I, – I and, and it's a big win, right? Because they're never that. healthy. Yeah, they're never healthy. Uh, yeah, I'm going fair. Miami when Tua is 100% healthy. Mm. And then I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo's top five. Oh, one year so, so that's interesting because Miami almost beat Buffalo twice. So I can really see where you're coming from. But since they haven't necessarily done it, it's tough for me to take them out of the top three. To but I, I really do step. see where you're coming from with that. Though. It, it's, it's tough yep. to disagree. It's right. fun right now. I, I, but I would still nice put Buffalo years. at number three. But I got them at a hard number three. It isn't like an iffy. Maybe they can move up or down number three. 
that's where I still have him. But this thing that we're talking about with the matchups, I think the thing is, is like everybody's waiting to see if Brock Purdy will fall. And it's just like what Zach said about like the Ryan Tannehill syndrome. I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to put Brock Purdy in that situation to have to fail. He's going to keep letting this play calling be smooth and simple. I really don't see a team that's going to put him in that situation, especially, like I said, with the rushing defense of the Eagles being 16th. They can run the ball and get into that play action like Kellamore didn't do with Dallas. So and that's what caused them to fall. I, I do agree with that because we're talking about the talent on the field, but at the same time, we got to look at the coaches. Who's coming up with the game plans? If I'm going to go coach versus coach, I'm going Kyle Shanahan over Nick Sirianni. Yeah. That's where I think this so, game is won. Yep. So I can see that. I can see that, but I'm still going Philly. No problem. No problem. All right. So it looks like we're getting some questions and stuff in here, guys. And yep, let's go ahead and move in. Um, over here before we move on to the next after game. saying uh so you guys think raheem morris will be our coach next year uh before we get to that real quick i just wanted to comment on something that chad said here um alan is rivers so i've actually been thinking about this a lot and i feel like burrow and mahomes are about to start turning into that peyton manning tom brady rivalry for years and then the other guys that you see on the other half will be like the the um the uh who was it? Uh, Philip Rivers, Rivers ben. Uh, Big Ben um, will be like the Josh Allen and the Justin Herbert. And then you'll maybe see like a um, maybe with a uh, well, I don't want to count out Lamar Jackson and the Ravens because, like Matt said, I mean, I had them winning the Ravens winning the division if they would have stayed healthy, which I think they would have still done. So, some of the guys that we could add into that rotation there, but um. But, yeah, that was uh, what I was going to add to Chad's uh, comparison there. If anybody else had anything else to that before we get to Ashley's a statement or question here. So, Ashley asked, so, guys, you think Raheem Morris will be our coach next year? I think Damon is all on board with him having his name as Coach Morris. Uh, I'll say in the beginning when we, when we announced that we were interviewing him, I looked him up a little bit and I saw what he did. Uh, a little over a decade ago as a head coach in Tampa Bay. Um, and I wasn't impressed, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know that, that Tampa Bay just wasn't a good team back then. So go in on it, Matt. what's up? Let me go in on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't, a lot of time to change too. Yeah. He's got, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a decade of time to improve, to learn more about the, you know, things like that. So at the same time, I'm okay with it. And the reason I'm the, the big thing I'm okay with bringing in a DC as our head coach, because a lot of people want offensive coordinator. A lot of people are pointing that way because our offense is what failed. The reason I think that defense of coordinator, a defensive coordinator being our, our head coach is going to improve our offense more than hiring an offensive coordinator is because that allows an offensive coordinator to focus on the offense. So you and have to make sure you get the guy, right guy for all. Right. So you just make sure you have the right guy as your offensive coordinator. He brings in his right staff, and they're all focusing offensively. We don't have to worry about the head coach calling plays or being too focused on the offense on game day like Frank was. He could focus more on things like time management, making the right decisions, things like that that a head coach has to focus on. And he can still bring in another defensive coordinator. The other reason why I think bringing in a defensive coordinator improves this team as a whole is if you bring in a defensive coordinator, then you bring in a second defensive coordinator. This defense is going to go from what it was last season to top three in the NFL. Yep. So 
where I come from with it is I, I wasn't high on Raheem Morris from the start. I'm going to just be honest straight up uh, with everybody. Um, my first thing was, was just like Matt said, his previous visit with Tampa Bay when he was the head coach was not good. The Tampa team was not good. Didn't really look well organized. They just didn't look like a good team. Then uh, you got some other coaches that I also didn't recommend because it was going to be their second time. Dan uh, Dan Quinn was one of those guys, and I just didn't want to see a repeat coach. You know, there have been some second year, second time coaches that have been um, effective and came back and they learned some things and got better. I just didn't see it as something that I wanted us to deal with. Now, I've been seeing a lot of Colts fans and stuff going through the debates on wanting defensive coordinator versus offensive coordinator. Many wanted offensive coordinator to fix the offense. And I didn't really think that was the issue. The problem is, is we didn't have a guy to come in and organize everything and then delegate to his guys to get it right. And then also our biggest issue of all that it's been for a while is quarterback. So you get the right head coach, you get an offensive coordinator and everybody who, who's asking, we can see some in the comments who's bringing in their offensive coordinator. I think the problem is we also, we still need to remember that these guys need to be commanded and be ready to go on the field each and every Sunday with or without quarterback. Yes, we do want a quarterback, but with or without these guys need to be motivated and ready to play each and every week. And so I have come along to the Raheem Morris thing. I'm, I'm hoping that some things have gotten better over the years. But God forbid, I will take anybody over Jeff Saturday coming back as our head coach. I will say that and let you guys uh, jump in there, Trev. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate it at all. Uh, it, it definitely looks likely that Raheem Morris is the front runner. Uh, and honestly, he was, if I remember right, he was associate head coach with Atlanta a couple years back. He, he had a lot of involvement there. And I always felt like Atlanta would overachieve with the roster they had. Uh, they, they'd constantly be so? around 500. Uh, around 500, yeah. They obviously haven't been a good team since 2016 when they went on that run. But I think they've, they, even this past season, they outperformed expectations because they were supposed to be a cellar dweller. And they got, what, six, seven wins? So to me, that's outperforming their expectations. So they're a well-coached group. All that to say, I think uh, Raheem Morris has the ability to be that good coach. My biggest concern is what he does with these coordinators, right? Like, do we get rid of Gus? Does he bring in someone else to take over DC? And then for offensive coordinator, right, it's been the biggest question this whole time. We've, we've had it, for lack of a better word, we've had it fucked from the beginning because we had Marcus Brady in there. He was a, a first-year OC. He came from quarterback coach. Made him the scapegoat, threw him away, put a put a thirty year old who's never done it in charge of calling plays. So it's like that whole thing has been a mess this whole time. You know what I'm saying? So my big interest in whoever we bring in, which right now it looks like Morris is likely, is what, who are they bringing with them? Who who what connections do they have to build this this staff as a whole? And who are we keeping? Who are they bringing with them? Just an update on that, Marcus Brady, I believe, did get an interview with the Jets as their uh, offensive coordinator. They just brought in a uh, Lafleur. You got. Wait, no, sorry. no, no, no! They hired, they hired Hackett. Lafleur left the Jets. That's they right. My bad. Lafleur, Lafleur just uh, who he, he went, he Rams. went back to the Rams. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's right. He went back with his guy Sean McVay. But yeah, you, you basically, Trev, you're, you're stating the same thing as everybody else's. Which offensive coordinator? And um, yeah, I, I, I just. I think that is a big deal, but I think we got to get the right head coach first. That's just still the biggest thing. For sure. And and for what it's worth, and Chad touched on it too in one of his comments, is that Morris has been around a long time. He has relationships. He has yeah. these coaches that work with him. So if he can't get 
A guy or B guy, maybe the C guy or so on is is still pretty solid. You know, he's well, got he just all needs to make sure he fixed what didn't work with Tampa. Zach, you want to go ahead and uh, chime in there? I mean, personally, like when it comes to the head coach, I really don't care. As long as it's not Saturday, I'm game for anybody. If it is Raheem Morris, I'm with you, Zach. Um, that's great. I mean, I personally, again, I could care less if he's an OC or a DC. I really don't care who the hell his OC is, like, to be honest with you, because we're looking probably going to look at a staff that is either first-time offensive coordinators, first-time defensive coordinators, or it's going to be like his, like, defensive staff has, like, been around a while, and the offensive staff is, you know, essentially, like, put together and pretty new. So, I mean, in that aspect I'm excited for because, I mean, that's essentially ground zero. You can build an offense around a young quarterback. You can figure out what the hell he likes to do and, you know, add the weapons and do it that way. Kind of like what Shane Sticking did in Philly with Jalen Hurts. I mean, no one heard of that dude, but yet he's built, in my opinion, an unstoppable scheme that's very hard, you know, to defend in Philly. So whether it's Raheem Morris, you know, my boy, my guy Wink, who got the second interview, or somebody else, you know, the thought of that offensive coordinator, yeah, that's going to be huge. But at the same time, like, I feel like quality coaching, a quarterback coach, and the offensive coordinator being on the same page, if it is the same person, that's a, that's truly what's going to make the, our offense seekers swim. Getting that quarterback right and having that relationship with the OC is what's going to either take the Colts and be another 15 years of us being spoiled ass Colts fans and win in and this or that, or we're going to, you know, suck like the nineties and, you know, miss out on things, but whoever the head coach, whoever the head coach is, um, to me, the most important thing is, you know, fixing what's up with that locker room and hearing all the, um, the, the leadership issues and, People being late because once you get that nabbed in the butt, I think everything else. We're not that far out. We're super close. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Because my thing, freaking Super Bowl. My thing is, my thing is when it comes to comes to head coach, right? The head coach is pretty much just the face of the franchise. That's all they are at that point. It's really just what staff he brings. That's really what matters the most. So, uh, Damon keeps having technical issues. Just so everybody knows. Um, he'll probably keep hopping back in here. Um, Yo, before we, before we get, what's up? I do want to add on that point that Zach made about just leadership in general, right? Because that's been one of the things we constantly hear spit out from Ballard and used to be right. And, you know, our, our front office as a whole is we want leaders in this off, uh, in this uh, locker room. They always get guys that were team captains in college and stuff, right? That's it, a trait they really admire. So my question is, are they even doing it right? Because we have these guys that we say have high leadership, but then we, you have stuff that you're talking about, like guys showing up late, or obviously this past year where it just looks like no one's accountable for anything. So at what point do we actually get leadership right? And when can the head coach really come down on that locker room and be like, you're not the leader I need. Get out of here. You know, that's, that's we this these guys in these leadership positions and then that's the, importance. the job done. That's the importance of this off season right now. Um, Getting the right head coach, getting the right staff in there and play. I mean, the players that we have in the locker room, they're clearly leaders. They've all been playing together. They all like each other. You know what I mean? It's just the fact of 
we've had issues with accountability in the coaching staff. I wouldn't even say it's much as on the players as it is the coaching staff, if that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, here's a question. Do you think if we bring Morris in as head coach, they keep Gus at D.C.? Or because, you know, Morris is a 3-4 guy, we switch schemes and all that fun jazz? Uh, uh, that's what that's what Chad brought up the question there. He said if we bring a D.C. Uh, as head coach, Gus still has a chance to stay. He did very well when the offense was clicking. When they kept going 3-0 and out for turnovers, they got exhausted and production decreased. So – um, what I've seen from Raheem Morris, at least with the Rams, he's a split guy. He'll run both, the 3-4 or the 4-3, and he gets exotic the way you you and uh, Damon would prefer. A lot of the coverage and some of that stuff changes on the back end. It's tough to say what he'll stick to without, like, an Aaron Donald type. I know we do have DeForest Buckner, but, you know, that's not a prime Aaron Donald. Um, but uh, so I, I – I honestly could see him maybe sticking with Gus for maybe a year to see if that works out or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to see some kind of change, depending on how he think the season went, to see some turnover. I would, I would definitely love to see it. I've been a, a Gus truther this whole time. I mean, all season I've been fighting for Gus to stay no matter what happens to head coach. And I think between those two, they're both great defensive minds. They could definitely work out a scheme that fits both of their needs, you know. Damon, can you talk? Because you look frozen. Yes, I can. can Go ahead and talk. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Well, the crazy thing about it is, um, I don't know if I brought it up yet, but, you know, he he was a part of, you know, Coach Morris was a part of, like, the Atlanta offensive staff during that whole, like, Super Bowl run era. Yep. Um, Both as a wide receivers coach and as a pass game coordinator. So um, I think that could be contributing a little bit to maybe um, his, his interview. Um, just because he has experience in both and he has been a head coach. Um, but my overall, I guess, impression of everything is I think we're just looking for a leader flat out. Um, I think that spark within the locker room died halfway through the year. So that's where I'm going with it. So if that's what Raheem's going to bring, I'm all about it. All right. All right. Before we get more into these comments, let's go ahead and move on to the uh... – the Chiefs and Bengals, let's finish up this NFL bracket, and then we'll go ahead and talk about all of our opinions about coaches and things like that. So we got the, so we got the Chiefs and the Bengals. Damon, you're first in uh, – or not Damon, DeMarco. You are first in the shoot. All right, man. Well, I think you guys pretty much know where I stand from the chat. And let me go ahead and pull my best uh, Chris Collinsworth impression. Now, here's the guy. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes to take the Kansas City Chiefs to another Super Bowl, man. I'm right with my guy, Pat Mahomes. I think regardless of how his ankle is, um, I think if it's close enough to be fine, um, I think this will be different for those guys. Uh, I, I don't really think their matchup this year was more of a real game. I think it was more of a test com- uh, competition game. The two times, or the yeah, the two times before that, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Bengals have played. The bank, uh, the Chiefs were up about 21 points. I think I'm going to say both of those games are about 18 points, and they let those leads slip. So, as much as people want to keep saying, "Oh, he's beat Patrick Mahomes three times." I think this is something where Joe Burrow has the better team and Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team will finally get it together and that defense will uh, hold off the Bengals and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs get back to another Super Bowl. Hey, real quick, uh, we got a new uh, a new viewer. This is the first time I've seen this name, uh, Corinna. 
I hope I said that right. If I did, you did. Shoot, shoot me down in the comments. It'd be all right. But welcome to the show. Uh, she's got the Eagles and the Bengals in the Super Bowl. So, uh, Trev, who you got? Yeah, I, dude, I think it's game of the year potential every time Cincy and Kansas and Kansas City play against each other. Uh, I think sparks fly this game. It's gonna be score is gonna be up there if you're a betting man. Take the over on whatever the, uh, the score predictions are. But uh, I got Cincy pulling through again, man. I, I it's kind of just a gut feeling. It is another one of those games you can go either way. Uh, but Joe Burrow and the, and the squad, maybe it's my bias for being an LSU guy. Man, I, I've got them going all the way through, and uh, I'm not going to go from it now. All right. All right. Damon, Coach Morris, you're up. I got Cincy. Um, I don't think anybody – they're going to make Spagnuolo look like an idiot. I mean – the one thing that people neglect to speak about is just how good that Cincy running game can be too. Um, Samaj Pirine, um, Joe Mixon. I mean, and then we go to the offensive weapons. And like the thing that people are, are, are constantly not talking about is Cincinnati came back this year with a lot better defense. Um, yeah. And that's not to say that they're going to stop Kansas City by any means. Don't take this the wrong way. Um, but uh, I don't think even if this turns into a, a shootout, Kansas City has it to stop them. Not at all. It, in the key moments, I like Cincinnati's ability to stop Kansas City more than I like Kansas City's secondary matched against any of Cincinnati's weapons. And that's what it comes down to for me. All right. Zach. Yep. He's going with his so, main man, Burrow. Yeah, he is. <laughs> so you all know when this started and I said Joe Burrow was the best quarterback in the AFC. You were wrong. You all yeah, mocked me. Made fun of me. No, 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 no. Joe oh, Burrow's going to win this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Joe, one second, Joe one Burrow. second. One no, second. Time no, out, time no, out, time no, out. Joe Burrow's going to win no, this you, by 30. You said the NFL. You said the NFL. You didn't say the AFC. You said the NFL. NFL. He's the best QB in the land. No, he's not. What? But second best, bro, bro, he's the best quarterback. Hands down. There is nothing wrong with being number two out of the thirty-two best in the league. Patrick Patrick Mahomes on one leg is better than Joe Burrow. If you keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, trash. That's not true at all. Trash. No, if you keep Patrick Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, pocket, trash. Try to. Cincinnati's done three straight times. Try to keep him in the pocket. They'll do it again tomorrow. And whatever Lou Anaroma or whoever that defensive coordinator is for Cincinnati. Mahomes in the pocket, and he's still going to eat. Like, that's the problem. <laughs> he's not eating enough to beat Cincinnati. So yeah. it, may, it, may, it, may, it may not be, but, but explain to me why you're picking the Bengals. Explain to me. Why am I picking the Bengals? Because of this comment um, right here. Their defense. Nah, I wish, Chad. You guys would know. Um, no, it's first off, I don't trust Kansas City's defense. If Kansas City had a lockdown corner, I would think, yo, hey, that they, they've got a chance, but they are they lost Tyron Matthew, so that back end, there's no one that scares me in the secondary. Um, secondly, Kansas City doesn't blitz, that's the only way you're getting to Patrick Mahomes, especially with a beat up offensive or Joe Burrow, especially with a beat up offensive line, like that whole right side of Joe Burrow's offensive line. Uh, Max Stripling and the right tackle, whatever his name is, 
they're they're all subs because Kappa and um, oh whoever the right tackle is, Liddell Collins, whoever he was, he was hurt. Whoever that right tackle is, I mean they're hurt. Essentially, Cincinnati's back offensive line is backups, and they've still been torching fools. Joe Burrow, I don't see has a kryptonite, and if you're gonna blitz Joe Burrow. Nine out of ten times, he's going to make you pay. And Kansas City has no answers. They haven't had answers for three years, and they don't have any now because they don't have anything. They haven't done anything defensively to say, we're going to beat the Bengals. We're going to go out and get two guys who can lock up on the outside, a guy who takes away T. Higgins when they need a possession catch, and a guy who can go man-to-man with Jamar Chase because Jamar Chase requires a safety and a corner all game long, exactly like Tyreek Hill did. I mean, it's just facts. There's nobody on that KC defense who's who's scares anybody. Nobody, because you double team Chris Jones, and there goes the pass rush. All right, I'm gonna let. <laughs> I am, I am, I am center, loving this on. because you gave me five reasons why the Bengals will win. And the one thing you did not say is because I believe Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes. That is the only reason I'm picking the Chiefs. Because the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Like, you won't even believe there were commentators like, look, Patrick Mahomes being the AFC championship for four straight years, now five. There was commentators that picked him to miss the playoffs because Tyreek Hill was gone. Bro, I'm telling you, there's no way in hell that if Patrick Mahomes wasn't the best quarterback in the league, that his team wouldn't be there. And the only reason people were picking them is because him. The the favoritism that dropped from Kansas City, even in the betting odds, dropped because his ankle was hurt. His ankle. It ain't his arm. It ain't something. He's not stopping him from throwing his ankle. And we can see here, and people who even picked the Bengals, just like Zach laid out here for everybody, Everything that had to do with why the Bengals will win. And not one time did he mention that the quarterback will be the major difference. It's been which team will be better, not quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. I'm sorry, Zach. You even They're so him. even. It's 1A and 1B. You could call it right. 1A, 1B, but me, Patrick Mahomes is 1A. Let me, let me do my pick. Let me do my pick. I'm going to do my pick real quick before, before we get into this debate because this debate's going to continue to go. Hmm. Because I'm also going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Although I like well, Joe Burrow, and I think I th- I do like the Bengals, and I really have nothing riding on this game, right? The only game that rides on anything is the Eagles and 49ers because it rides on my wife's happiness. But anything else, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but, but I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs because of two words. Patrick Mahomes. Thank That's you. That's it. He That's is it. number one. And, and that's then it. I and can even add, I can add hold on I can add yeah, two more bonus words Travis Kelsey because like you guys said the Eagles are going to struggle to cover George Kittle well Travis Kelsey is 10 times the tight end that George Kittle is receiving. so receiving yes so if you're trying to tell me that Philly's top defense is going to struggle against George Kittle but you're going to not say that Cincinnati's defense is not going to struggle against Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. I get it. They did it last year. Preach. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't do it. (laughs) Okay. That's it. it. I'm going to say this. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't go ballistic, we know who probably wins this game. We've only – you can say Patrick Mahomes. We've been examples of only having one great player. Peyton Manning. 
Like oh. our entire our entire team was when when Peyton Manning was a Colt, our entire team was built around Peyton Manning. Built right? around, but so, he wasn't the only one. Peyton so didn't when win you talk on our defense wasn't elite. Well, bro, when you talk about, about when you talk about Patrick Mahomes simply just taking a team there, that's all Kansas City has. They don't have enough I, around Patrick Mahomes to in my opinion, to win, to take them to the next level. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, 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 that's my whole point, Here's my rebuttal. Hold on, hold on. Here's my rebuttal. Because, Zach, so, hold on, Zach. Hold on, Zach. Hold on. Because we've talked about this multiple times, and every time we've talked about what quarterback we want on this team, you've always said the person, the quarterback, needs to elevate everyone around them. It didn't matter who we had around them. You always talked about the quarterback elevating everyone around them. If you don't look at the Kansas City Chiefs and see Patrick Mahomes elevating everyone around him, you're a little crazy. Joe Burrow, oh, he, yes. Joe Burrow he does. has weapons. Joe Burrow he has. Does. I think Joe Burrow has Peyton Manning style weapons around him with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, uh, Chase, Jamar, uh, Jamar Chase, Chase Joe, Joe Mixon. Burrow elevated Joe Burrow, but you got Patrick Mahomes, who I can't even name any receiver on their team outside of Juju Smith-Schuster. And they're still in the AFC Championship game. Like I said, Pat Mahomes is good. But He's I better than Joe Burrow. No, 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 Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow both elevate the players around no, them. No, but I think Joe no. Burrow okay. has done it better. Hey, Zach, no. Zach, Joe Zach, Burrow is me, elevated. Okay, Zach, tell me, tell me Patrick Mahomes' worst season record-wise. Probably last year. What was their record? I don't even remember, but I know they went to the AFC Championship game. Okay, now tell me Joe Burrow's worst record. Rookie year. I want to say. Uh, he blew his knee out. I agree with Mark. And what was the, and what uh, was the record? I think they won four games. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Trev said something. He played like five games that year. <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah. He hurt his knee. Blew an ACL, bro. But even there, when he so, was playing, they weren't winning. That's on, right, because he elevates everybody around him. out there. Hold on. If you remember, if you remember that year, Joe Burrow started a game 21 nothing and still lost. And lo to the Indianapolis oh, Colts. <laughs> I was right, at that game. Do you guys remember the graphic where he had nine more kids than Joe Burrow? Yeah. You guys remember right. the graphic? Listen, listen. Yo. I, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for this because I think, obviously, both are potentially all-time grades, right? Uh but you can't compare prime Pat. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. One time out. Hold on, hold on. One compare. second, one second. Joe Burrow, hold on, one second, one second. Trev is an LSU fan. Just so yes. everyone knows, and I still he's have a Joe Burrow. He's a Joe Burrow fan. So I, yes, I'm the biggest Joe Burrow a... fan probably here. All right, hey. but he's still he's number. I still got him number two. All right, he's still okay, number two. Thank you, because I was about to say I'm a big ass <laughs> Joe Burrow fan too. But I, I, I don't think. At the same time, he's, he's big time number two. A rookie Joe who, who got injured and had nothing. And then as soon as he's played the whole season, AFC championship both times. Hold on, like, hold on, coach. These guys are both in the same breed of quarterback. All right. So coach Morris is trying to talk. Be for legacy. Coach Morris is trying to talk, but he's kind of choppy over there. I think he froze again. Yeah, I think he froze again.
Damien, you're just not having a good night, man. So, yeah, so so that's just my thing, man. I mean, even if you take it from the bounce back year of Joe Burrow when he came back, got Jamar Chase, and you compare it to – because we can keep saying rookie Joe Burrow if we want to, but Patrick Mahomes didn't play his rookie season, mm-hmm. his first seat, full season as a starter. MVP. 50 touchdowns and went to an AFC championship game. So we can keep trying to like you know maneuver it a little bit. I mean, this isn't more to you, Trev, because you're you're kind of you said Joe Burrow's number two, but I'm just letting Zach. I know, mean, like, we can try and Burrow, say whatever. Burrow did get drafted to a terrible team where Mahomes got to sit on a playoff team for a year. So like the situations are different in that aspect. Yeah, like I mean, no, nope, like Mahomes' team wasn't trash. Nope, because nope, if you want to, I mean, Burrow's team. Burrow's see, hold on. That's like another Aaron Rodgers situation where you already have the talent as a quarterback, and now you're just learning the simple shit that you're learning from the quarterback who's starting. Patrick right. Mahomes learned from Alex That's Smith. a luxury, though. No, I mean, Burrow didn't luxury, have that. And I'm not no, hating but on still, that. But still look at it this way. From when Aaron Rodgers got to do it, Aaron Rodgers sat for three years Why? The Packers were like, what are we going to do with Brett Favre? What are we going to do? What are we going to do for three years? Patrick Mahomes right. sat behind Alex Smith for one year, and the Chiefs said, get your ass out of here. This dude sitting behind you is it. Listen, let's say this. Let's say this, right? Because everybody everybody talked about Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, and then Tyreek Hill left, and everybody was like, oh, well, let's see what What's happens gonna, to the Chiefs. What What's going to happen do? to Patrick Mahomes? He lose, lose, he's losing his number one target. And here he is. He's the MVP. I mean, still like, the MVP, like still in the AFC Championship game. Now we're not I, saying we don't like Burrow. I love Burrow. I love Joe. I love, dude. I he love his press conferences. I love Joe Burrow's press conferences. I love the guy. You know what I read today is that Joe Burrow plays Smash Brothers on Saturday nights when he's on his when he's on his way to the hotel or whatever on away games. He's because him. He said his film study's already done, and I he's like him. that about him. I like him. Yeah, I love he's him. He's my number two for sure. Yeah. But he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Just, I'm sorry. It, until he make, until he does the things that Patrick Mahomes does. There, I, I so what's that? Things. Win there a Super Bowl things. and give me an, an MVP? Because yes. I truly no, I believe, mean, like, I truly believe, Burrow's winning the Super Bowl this year. I thought, I mean, I'm confident in that. Like, okay, like confident okay. in that. Now, now, and an MVP, and an MVP. Well, of course not. Like Mahomes, a media darling. I mean, I don't expect Burrow to fall and get people to love so, the media. I mean, it's, he lives in middle America. So, so you, even if you want to call him a media darling, you sit here and say Patrick Mahomes has less to work with. He has yeah. a lesser defense. Before Joe Burrow's offensive line got hurt, you said the Bengals had a better offensive line. Then you look at stats. Patrick Mahomes has better stats. You can't just call him a media darling when there's four things that says. Patrick Mahomes played one more game in Cincinnati this year. It doesn't matter. He still threw five more touchdowns and over 8,000 yards more. I mean, 800 yards more. So we can keep calling it immediate, darling, whatever we want. But you look at everything that you can sit there and say that Joe Burrow is better and Patrick Mahomes has done more with less. That is an MVP. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Okay, so Chad. Chad likes to be our middleman, right? So I'm going to go, go ahead and post this. I'm going to go ahead and post this. Here's a good question. What would it take for you guys to say Burroughs has to do to be your number one? Let me answer that first because I'm going to say this, and it's going to be this simple. This is how simple it is. All right? Win tomorrow. Win tomorrow, that's and that's it. Me. 
That's it for me. And yeah, and the only reason I say that is because that makes Joe Burrow still undefeated against Patrick Mahomes. That still makes him you know, that that's a second time winning in an AFC championship against Patrick Mahomes. That makes him go to the Super Bowl and have a potential to win it again. So to me, that's back to back. I mean, to some people, it's going to put him align with Patrick Mahomes, but Patrick Mahomes still can't beat what Joe Burrow does. He just has to win tomorrow for me. Go ahead, Damon. Um, I mean, I mean DeMarco. <laughs> can you hear me good now, though? Can you hear me good? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go ahead and I'll, talk. You go yeah. ahead and talk because you haven't talked yeah, all that. I was about to say, yeah, he, he might I'm cut even, out, so let him go. I'm even going to solo him. Right <laughs> hey, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, but the Bengals are the better team. Oh, he's agreeing with us, Matt. Patrick Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback, but the Bengals are the better team, and the Bengals will win, will win tomorrow. End of story. Yeah. You Listen. heard? Did you not hear what Damon just said? He said the better football team will beat the better quarterback. But it's close though. It's but I close. still think I still think the better quarterback will beat the better team. No, no, not, I agree with that's that not as well, true. Too, How many? Okay. How many times did we I'll, – I'll, I'll use a great example of this right now. Uh, what had been 2009, 2000, the year before? The last run Peyton really had at, at a chance to win. 2000, well, no, because 2009 – He lost to the Jets in the wild card? Yeah, 2010, that season, right? We were that season, team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great example of the kind of the – I'd say the team that, that Patrick Mahomes kind of has right now. Uh, didn't discredit anything because I don't know if I remember that season – Peyton Manning, I think, set the record or almost set the record for most um, pass attempts. He threw the ball a crap ton that season. Played exceptionally well. I think he had like close to like six hundred passes. Or but I'm also was, I also remember him throwing three interceptions in the wild card round. That that Jets defense though was legit. They even beat Brady. Granted, yeah, they did. <laughs> they did, and they should have. They should have went all the way. But I mean, obviously, so, that was the orange. So here's what I'll, here's 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 what I'll say to that, and in, in, in a rebuttal to everybody saying better quarterback beats the better team. Tom Brady beat the better team multiple times to go to the Super Bowl in the early 2000s. We had a better team. Nope, I don't. I think we had a better team than the New England Patriots for like goddamn five years in a row, but we, we did. lost four of we, those times. I disagree. No. Really? You think yeah. that New England had a better team than us? I think I think they had a better how team many, than us for decades. How many? How many what? of those players? Hold on, hold on. How many of those? Hold on. How many of those players from 2001 to 2006 made it to the Hall of Fame from New England compared to how many made it from Indianapolis? A lot more well, than us on defense. No, that's not yeah. true at all. Yeah. We're tied. Lawyer, Lawyer Malor, Rodney Harrison, Ty Law. Um, uh, Ty Law. You had, Richard Seymour. Uh, Richard Seymour. There was a lot of fucking defenders over there that were good that people don't even talk Rable. about just because they don't Rable. get it. Still it still Rable, wasn't a better team Teddy than Bruschi, us. I'm, I'm telling you, bro, I think those teams were so much better than us. Maybe we had some key players. We had Robert Mathis and Dwight Freeney, and then we had um, – Don't sleep on Gary Brackett now. Uh, what I mean, about Gary Brackett no was good, but he ain't no Hall of Famer. He ain't, but you and still you can't compare, sleep on and him. If you compare, if you compare uh, Gary Brackett to Mike Vrabel – most people are going to take Mike Vrabel over Gary Brackett, and then they might even take um, um, God damn it, what's his name? Uh, uh, uh Rob Nikovich. People might compare Gary Brackett to him. So I'm like, I, I think those teams. Were, I still think were, our teams were better. better. I think our team was better still. I think, I think they had the better far. defense. Our offense should have been. And then they, also, and then they also had a better been. coach. I still think. Yes. I still think that our team as a whole was better than theirs. Yeah, they had a solid defense, but our team as a whole was better than theirs. 
But before we get off on a tangent real quick here, let me ask <laughs> Chad's questions real quick because Damon uh, kind of went in on it a little bit. And it, what will Burrow have to do to top Patrick Mahomes to me? And it is basically – I'm going to put it this way. So everybody said that Josh Allen was supposed to be the MVP. The Buffalo Bills were supposed to go to the Super Bowl. Now, when we look at the Buffalo Bills, when the season started, everybody thought what? You're going to have the number one offense, you're going to have the number one defense, and you're going to have the number one quarterback, right? And they didn't do it. So my thing is, Patrick Mahomes has always done more with less. As soon as we get to this point where the Bengals got to start paying people, and that team becomes lesser, and it becomes more quarterback-centric, where the quarterback is the focal point of everything, and you're not really talking about like stuff like a defensive coordinator, or their pass rush, or this or that, and it's their quarterback. Once he can start beating Mahomes in that way, that's when he can become number one to me. Because I could care less about the whole everybody wants to com- compare quarterback to quarterback, because guess what? Neither quarterback plays defense. Neither quarterback is on special teams. So if one of those sides have a bad day, then everybody's like, oh, this quarterback lost to this guy. And then you go look at the score, and the quarterback was good, but the rest of his team sucked. So to me, you got to do less with more, then I'll crown you. And Patrick Mahomes is the only quarterback that I see doing less with more. And then maybe you got Justin Herbert in there or, 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 or Trevor Lawrence, if they can somehow elevate themselves. But until you do less with more, that's when you top them. I like that yeah, you bring so, up Justin Herbert because I don't think Justin Herbert actually elevates anybody on his team. He does not. That's that's why I was saying until unless one of them because they have less. Well, they got talent, but they got a lesser they have the coach. potential. Their coach is they trash. Have the potential, but they their have, coach they have is trash. Exactly. So I don't I don't want to hate on Justin Herbert just yeah, because exactly. I think that not, their not coach just, is trash. Not just yet until they get but a not, coach. But but not to change topics here can, either. You guys can see what I'm saying though, right? You know, but, but, do do more with less. But not to change topics too much, but Staley's defensive guy, isn't he? Defensive coach? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he is. So doesn't that so doesn't that worry y'all a little bit by bringing a defensive guy in? We're gonna go draft a quarterback? No. No, no because Staley is just can. He's can. I, th- I think Staley's a special to. case. Yeah, it's I worked out so great. many times and Staley's like the one thing I can think of right now that's been this god awful. It's, it's, it's mostly in his decision making, right? Because like their offense will be typically good throughout the year. And then when it comes down to key moments, well, because it's all it's all on it's all on quarterback and, and fourth uh, when he shouldn't. So I, I think that's more of where Staley messes it up. Yeah, you don't you also you also don't see a lot of teams calling for a coach to be fired making the playoffs his first year. Exactly. And that's what I it's, on, it's more on quarterback, a good quarterback, and Austin Eckler, and they make that Chargers team look different. And that's why I say with Raheem Morris, if you look back at those Buccaneers teams that they had, they had some talent, but they weren't really good. They weren't constructed well enough for them to be successful. And I think that could be the difference for Raheem Morris to learn from his past ways. Here's, here's my thing, too, is – Chuck Pagano, in my opinion, had more success as a head coach than Frank Reich did. And Frank yeah. Reich an offensive coordinator or an offensive-minded coach. And Chuck Pagano – listen. Listen, Chuck Pagano did the best he could with the team he was given. Yeah, I, team I, I will given. agree his, his rosters were trash. His rosters were too. trash, and we went and we, we literally did better. Right. We were in the playoffs. We did better. 11-5, 11-5, and 11-5, and then we kind of fell off. But we went like 19-0 and against the division. Well, he was he was literally that, just that. You got Andrew Luck, bro. When you got Andrew but, uh, but but he knew how to use what he had is 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 what I'm saying. Like if like for example, right? You look at the Patrick or not the Patrick, uh, the Pat McAfee story, right? Of when 
Chuck Pagano called a fake field goal against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Pat McAfee changed it. That's one of those things as a head coach that he was just like, he kind of brushed it off. He was like, okay, cool, you changed it because you saw Troy Polamalu do something that he doesn't normally do. That's allowing his team or allowing his coaches to do something different than what he called. Right? I agree. He called that. To the, to the fake I agree, Matt. I mean – uh, yeah, that I mean, fake punt against the Patriots, I got that. But yeah, I mean, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole thing. And he was a defensive coach too, and I I highly doubt any of us right now can sit here and say who our 2014 starting defense was. All 11 players: Dequell Jackson, Devontae Davis. But you understand um, what we're saying? What powers, we're not saying here? I mean, we're looking. Landry, we're struggling. We're at four guys now. Um, Landry was trash. Arthur Jones. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. Corey Reddy. Leron Landry mm-hmm. was decent when he could stay on the goddamn field. But, Robert, but back it up, right? Back it up. Robert think, Mathis. If he could stay uh, in the box. I think David Your boy Greg Toller. Like, we don't have all Greg Toller was trash. Hold on. I'm going to say this now. Greg Toller was the worst corner to he ever is the play worst for the corner Indianapolis ever, like One of the worst I've ever seen, bro. Bro looked like he just got out of high school bro. and got going to the NFL. Bro, I Jarell remember. Freeman. I Hold on, I used to, I used to play uh, Josh McNary. I used to play Madden. I used to play Madden, and anytime someone played against me, I'd be like, "Yo, go ahead and throw to Greg Toller. Find Greg Toller on the field and go ahead and throw on his side because he's about to get burned." But no, Josh, Josh McNary. I remember Josh McNary. That dude was that dude was funny. Yeah, those, those he was one of my LTS. Those defenses were so bad, like so bad. And you're a defensive coach. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> but see, that's, that's extremely that hard. So that's but, yeah, but his defensive coordinator was Greg Minuski. That dude's a nut job. Facts. Yeah, but even if he is a nut job, his GM was a crackhead. I agree. Imagine <laughs> the most pitiful. The most pitiful scene in sports history was Chuck Pagano and Minuski hugging each other after we had one stop at the end of that that championship. Oh, excuse me. That divisional game against Kansas City. After they put up 38 points, Alex Smith looked like a Hall of Fame player. It was a wild card hug, round. Let's, let's hug wild, each other real quick. They that was the wild card round. Defense, offense on us. Oh, that was, God. That was, that was the wild card round that we came back in, though. We came back we and won that game. Denver the next game. I'll, right? say, this. I'll, say, I'll say this about, about uh, Ryan Grigson, right? We always say he was a crackhead fucking GM, but he tried to bring us talent. That man did what he could to try to bring us talent. He tried to bring us Andre Johnson. You know, he brought us over Frank. The dude tried to pursue people. It just didn't pan out. Bro, when you're a GM and you try and pursue people, you got to try and pursue both sides. Look, uh, hold on, hold on. I mean, I got it. He tried tried to bring over, let's let's, let's name him, Andre Johnson, Frank Gore. Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Richardson, He he brought us a blind running back. You can't blame him for that. Uh, Trent Richardson for 1,000 yards. DeMarco, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because y'all keep cutting me off about what what he brought and what they were when they were here. Trent the Cole. Thing is, hold on. Yeah, Trent Cole. Trent Richardson was a stud in Cleveland. Bro, Andre John, hold on. Dude, stop cutting me off. Trent Richardson was a stud in Cleveland. Andre Johnson was a stud in Houston. Frank Gore has always been a stud. Darius Hayward Bay was a stud everywhere he played. Ryan Grigson tried to bring us the talent. He tried to bring us the people, and they came here, and Trent Richardson ended up being blind. He ended up wasting three round picks, three first round picks on him. We got that. He was blind. But when he was in Cleveland, he wasn't. When he got to us, he was. 
Darius Hayward Bay. Darius Hayward Bay decided I can't catch a fucking football anymore. He couldn't catch one in Pittsburgh before we brought him in. That's bullshit. He had good seasons in Pittsburgh before. But he had drop issues. Pittsburgh Steelers always so, receivers. So did issues. hold on. So did Eric Ebron and Car- and yeah. Chris Ballard brought him was, here. And he yeah, had his best seasons with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck can make so, a bad player look Andrew good. Luck had Darius Hayward Bay. Yeah, but that's just bringing a bad player. No, making him I just I just caught the flaw in what you were just saying. You said no. Darius Hayward Bay. Hold on. You said Can Darius anybody... Hayward Bay had drop. Hold on. You said Darius Hayward Bay had drop issues in Pittsburgh. Eric Ebron had drop issues in Detroit. Yeah. We brought Darius Hayward Bay, who played with Andrew Luck. Still, and, and, and who did they go from playing with? He had drop issues even with? worse. Eric Ebron came over and played with Andrew Luck. And but didn't who did they have issues. issues with? Who was their quarterbacks that they had? Ben Roethlisberger and Matthew Stafford. They are neither are as good as Andrew Luck. Uh, just chill out, though. That's not the point. No, so my point is, can anybody outside of the Indianapolis fan base name me who LeBron Brazil is? Yes, I can. Yes. I said Hell outside yeah. of the Indianapolis fan base. <laughs> No, 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 now you're talking about someone who's trash. Now you're talking about someone who's trash. What I'm saying who is, is also a fifth round, fourth round pick. A fourth round oh, pick. My goodness. Every team has guys like that. So you, you could pick any team and pull a random ass weapon. Now, I think hey. I think Grigson did a good job of, of trying. Like, we can recognize the bad and the good, right? He tried to hit these skill positions, and then he'd get them here, and they would suck. That's that's completely no, valid. No, the bad, the biggest was, thing no, of Grigson, the bad was the bad was we got a thousand offensive weapons outside. Running back. We did not fix the offensive line. We did yeah, not that's what I'm getting defense. to. That's what he did. All, yeah. of, all of that. But look, but here you go. Garbage. Here you go. Here you go. Look at Cincinnati. Hold on. Look at Cincinnati. Cincinnati didn't address their offensive line whatsoever. And here they are again in the AFC Championship because all they did was bring in weapons. No, they the brought in offensive line. They brought in they, three no, linemen they didn't. this off. They brought in three they, linemen they this offseason. Yeah, and they, they still had a terrible offensive line. Because they, they got still hurt. had a terrible they, offensive line. They got line. hurt. They, they did get hurt. Still, and they're still in the AFC Championship. Because of quarterbacks. So if they keep getting hurt and they don't And we had that, Andrew Luck. And we didn't bring in no offensive linemen. And, but, but here's the thing. That's equal to them offensive linemen being injured. Come out. No, we brought in no, Gosner and Cerulius. Listen, if you're, if you're trying to say, hold on. If you're trying to say, you're trying to say, Cincinnati brought in offensive linemen, but they got hurt. So they still had a bottom of the league offensive line. Here they are in the AFC championship. No, you can't compare. Hold on. That's what is happening, literally. No, you said so when, you said that Grixon tried. I'm saying you can't try and have somebody get hurt and then be like, "No, okay, you're, you're contradicting yourself." No, I'm one hundred percent. You said Grixon tried, and all he did was bring in offensive weapons. He we drafted Jack Newbert. He didn't exactly. He did nothing on defense, bro. That is mm-hmm. not trying. You cannot right. sit here and tell me that you don't bring in no offensive linemen. You don't bring in no defense. But, hey, I got you some offensive weapons, bro. I tried. I'm sorry you getting your back tackled and getting flipped over by the New Orleans Saints because we can't get you any linemen. That's not trying, bro. But here's, not but here's the thing. For but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cincinnati is in the same fucking boat. Bad offensive line and a whole bunch of offensive weapons, and they're in the AFC Championship. But he tried. He got weapons. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. Grigson didn't try nothing. It's not not his fault. It's not Ryan Grigson's fault that the dude went out and pursued weapons, and they didn't pan out in Indy. No, no, hold on. Some did did pan out. We got T.Y. 
we got yeah. uh, Jack Doyle. They panned out. Yeah. Reggie Wayne was – he didn't bring in Reggie. I understand that. But Reggie Wayne was – like, It's not like we didn't have weapons. It's a leaner. He tried to make that didn't always pan out. And then that was his trying. His trying was – Ahmad Bradshaw. Hey, 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 Andrew Luck, you got me 11 wins multiple times in a row. Let me just keep trying to throw shit more on your back rather than let me protect you. That's, That's not trying, bro. That's I'm not, not saying. I'm not it's, saying it's, it's not it's wrong. wrong. I'm saying – what I'm saying is, is that not everyone goes to pursue fucking offensive linemen every first three picks in the draft, because that's what. No, to. hold on. That's what everyone literally says. No. Everyone's like, hold, shut the fuck up. Everyone literally <laughs> says, I, dude, scroll through Twitter. You see that shit. The first thing on everyone's list on Twitter is left, left fucking guard or right guard or left tackle, right tackle. That's the first thing on everyone's list. No, I'm every not saying that. goddamn year, no, no one looks at scheme. No one looks at the how the offense Matt, is ran. Matt, you're None talking about everybody else. Bro. You're not talking about. You're not Bro. talking about me. You're not talking about your boy. You're not talking about me. I'm not I'm arguing saying, with just I'm you. Saying. I'm arguing with Colts fans. That's the point of the podcast. Okay, well, put them aside right now. This is a. <laughs> this is by your. Me and you are on the same page. <laughs> I'm saying that we can't say Grixon tried if he didn't go get some high Listen. quality offensive free agent. All, all I'm saying. Line. And all I'm saying, defensive guy. All I'm saying is Ryan Grigson is more successful as a GM than Chris Ballard. And I based say on wins and all on and based on wins and losses. I yeah, say that based on wins and losses. Yeah, but if you give not Andrew overall Luck, drafting, if yeah. you give the same amount of time to Andrew Luck with Chris Ballard versus the same amount of time that he had with Ryan Grigson, Chris yeah, Ballard would have like sixty more wins. Hey, no doubt give, in my give, mind. Give Chris Ballard Chuck fucking Pagano. Be all right. Maybe. <laughs> okay, Maybe. so we agree. This is Andrew Luck. It's Andrew Luck. It's all him. It's all him. I like Chuck Pagano as a coach. I don't like Ryan I Grigson. Didn't like, I didn't like oh. Ryan Grigson either, but I like Chuck Pagano. Okay, so yeah. I mean, as long as we as long as we push Ryan Grigson off a cliff, we good. <laughs> Yo, Chad just <laughs> said Chad just said this and this got me laughing. <laughs> Y'all yelling and agreeing. Hey, no, I'm hey, loving this right now. I, I love that one. I was, Shout out to Chad for watching. I every hope week, all man. Colts fans can watch that and and see that point. I'm gonna try and get a clip of that there because hopefully my, I can. My wife just yelled at me and told me <laughs> to stop yelling. I can get my point across. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, I gotta bounce, but uh, I think we. I think the key to fixing everything is just bringing Ryan, bringing Ryan Grigson back at this point, right? No, 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 no. Chuck Pagano. The complete opposite. <laughs> hey, it's been really Trade all three first-round picks for a running back. That's all we need. Okay. Man, I will say I was, that, that was I was, I was I was all in on Trent Richardson, bro, and then he came in blind. I I was like, what the hell happened? Bro, I've never seen I've never seen a such a blind running back in my life. Me either. It was I, it was insane. Well, Colts <laughs> had one. Colts had one of Marlon Mack that first year. He couldn't see Diddley Poo. I would get mad. I think that was more from him being a late rounder and being more yeah. inexperienced. That was something that he had to gain. But Trent Richardson was a first-round running back. This was a highly touted guy. I mean, he went after RG3 and Andrew Luck. I mean, I, I thought we were going to be like shit with a run game. To slide away from that a little bit, to think that Cleveland took Trent Richardson when they had Peyton Hillis was the weirdest thing, I thought, at that time. Because Peyton Hillis was even a stud. Oh, yeah. He was he a stud. Well, he disappeared off the face of the earth after that good year that he had. 
want to imagine because they drafted Trent, and it was just weird. It was just I don't know what happened to Peyton Hillis. Yeah, he uh he actually just recovered from drowning in a pool. He kind of had a coma or whatever. Saving his kids. Yeah. Saving his kids. Yeah, but uh yeah, I I thought it was crazy to see just Trent Richardson just drop off the face of the earth. I honestly thought I thought we were Super Bowl bound after getting him. I thought it was going to be good for us because just like I said, he wasn't drafting any offensive linemen. He didn't help us approve there outside of Costanzo. And I thought having a running game was really going to put us on another level, getting Trent Richardson. I thought he was a good back. I thought we were going to come in. We had the number one overall pick and then the number three overall pick. I thought we were going to be legit. So And then Trent Richardson just running into his own lineman. So I legit thought – I didn't even care about Trent Richardson. It was later on. Um, I thought that we were going to go to the Super Bowl when it was Frank Gore and Andre Johnson. I was a huge fan of Andre Johnson, even though he came from Houston. Everybody hates him, but – you can't deny the dude was your typical 2000 to 2010 type wide receiver. He was big uh, body. Uh, possession, possession receiver. Great guy. Right. He was I, thought that, I, thought, I thought that him paired up with T.Y. Hilton was just going to be a nasty combination with Frank Gore in the backfield. He was washed. I mean, I, but, but, but who would have known that, right? Because no. the, year before, the year before, he had a good year. Yeah. It's just no Houston, Houston's never been good when it came to offseason and being able to re-sign who they need to re-sign. Or, you know what I'm saying? They've never been good at functioning. Yeah. So at that time, I thought Andre Johnson – I even have Andre Johnson's jersey because when, when, when we signed him, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I was hyped. And then Frank Gore, I have Frank Gore's jersey. It's just – they didn't pan out. I mean, Frank Gore was what one of our first running backs to hit 100 yards in a game. In hell of years, hell of years because we were playing with Angela. I was happy to get Frank Gore. I it thought he was going to be really good for us. It wasn't hell of years. It was like two years because Vic Ballard hit it. Oh, against the Titans and that, that before Vic Ballard got hurt. Yeah, Vic yeah Ballard was, was supposed to be that guy too. We were barely ever running the ball. I remember that a lot. But um, yeah, I, I, I like Frank Gore with us, and I like the Andre Johnson move. I just – that was just my thing, my complaint to Grigson because it was like we were still getting Andrew Luck drilled all the time, and he's this – he's a linebacker playing quarterback, and I just thought like, so, hey, get some So here's, here's, here's my thing with that, right? Because Anthony Costanzo <clears throat> was with us for a long-ass time. Yeah. So a lot of people only recognize him during the Frank Reich era, but nobody wants to recognize him, that the fact that he was here during the Chuck Pagano era. He was here during the Ryan Griggson era. Chris Ballard didn't go find him. You know what I mean? So oh. it's one of those things where it's like – He was a Napoleon pick. Yeah, he was the most important part of the offensive line outside of center, in, in my opinion. Because when you're a right-handed quarterback, the left tackle is important. When you're a left-handed quarterback, your right tackle is important. So we had the left tackle. Um, maybe – we didn't have the other four. It's just my th- my thing. The reason I say uh, Ryan Grigson tried is because if you get the certain weapons that you get, right, he pursued Philip Dorsett, right? He drafted Philip Dorsett, who was a speedy guy just like T.Y. Hilton. If you were able to have two speedy guys like that, he expected this – is, this is me – Right, coming from a guy who studied sports management and studied personnel, things like that. This is why I argue this. 
when he drafted Philip Dorsett, the concept, the idea was, well, I didn't draft offensive line, so let's get the ball out quick. Game now, route runner, speed. you have speed, right? That was the point. That was that was where Ryan Griggs was going to go, and he failed. He failed. But if you look at Kansas City, right, and and it's two different teams, but let's look at Kansas City. Kansas City did the same thing. They didn't have an offensive line. They didn't have a very good defense, but they had speed when it came to receivers. And then they had Patrick Mahomes, and they were able to get it done. And the reason they were able to get it done is because of the offensive scheme. So do we look at do we look at that Colts time frame, right? We look at the 2012 to the 2015. Do we look at that time frame as if was the issue the offensive scheme or was it the you know compared to what Ryan Grigson brought them? Well, I'll say this, Grigson drafted Muhort at left tackle and Ryan Kelly at center. The right guard and the right tackle were revolving doors. And Samson Satelli played right tackle afterwards and was garbage. But I think it was Luck's first year, B.A. was the offensive coordinator. And if you know anything about B.A., Bruce Arians, no biscuit. everything is like a seven-step drop in his system. And that requires a hell of a lot of time. Yep. Yeah, seven-step so, drop definitely does. So, so he was getting killed his rookie year. And then on top of that, Pep Hamilton, everything was under center. And you're going to have a physical, aggressive offensive line. And that's something the Colts didn't have at the time. Big facts. I mean, so the two systems that he were in, it worked against him. So I would say that's more so on Grigson and less on the system. I mean, Grigson spent the money, but he spent the money, in my opinion, wrong areas. I just think it was I mean, more of the hiring, in my opinion, because what, what happened was we brought in Pep Hamilton because of his experience with Andrew Luck. But when you mm-hmm. got to look at it, if you're not going to go offensive line, you got to look at a guy who's going to be able to get the ball out quick. If you look at Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, they work so well at being able to get Patrick Mahomes out of the pocket, right? Um, but that was today's about, NFL. But that was today's NFL 10 years ago. With Andrew Luck, that's what it was. And we can thank Colin Kaepernick and Harbaugh for that, right? Because they, they introduced that style of offense. Zone read system? Yeah. So if you really look at it, it's really who was calling our offense at the time that Ryan Grigson was trying to bring those those weapons to Andrew Luck. He thought that Andrew Luck had the ability to not get sacked right, to not get hit as much, but it just kept backfiring on Ryan Grigson. I'm not trying to – I don't like Ryan Grigson. I'm not a fan of him. Yeah, I just, just I just think his problem was is he fell off from building a team once he got a quarterback. I think every right. GM's job, you know, at that point is to find a quarterback and build a team or to build a team and find a quarterback. I think his problem was he spent too much time trying to build – on what the quarterback could do or what he wanted him to, to see him do, and that became the problem. Right, right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say Chad because Chad's been commenting this whole time. He's been loving the debate. 
Uh, he says Raymond is going to be a big part of offense next season. Another offseason off to train and OTAs and training camp, and he's going to be a stud. And I agree. I think we do have our left tackle in place. I also still think we have our left guard and center in place. What I don't think is that we have our right guard and right tackle in place. Agree. I do. I don't think Smith goes anywhere. He they paid him too much money. He's stuck. I like I like I don't know. I I like him, but I think he needs to play better. So just like we talked about, I feel like he needs to elevate his level. These guys, these guys need to be challenged. Um, and I don't know whether that's like how, how they can challenge that contractually, physically, mentally, however they need to challenge them to get them and play them at the level that they were supposed to be at. Because at this point right now, where we're at, the only thing we should need is a right guard. Well, I don't hate Will Fries. He just got to get stronger. That's my only knock versus Will Fries was you bull rushed him. He was a dead man. But other than that, he held up in the run game and was fine against pass rushers. But I feel like if he continues to get, you know, build his strength, hopefully the Colts get in a system that works for them, a, a system where they can go out and be aggressive and get leverage on, you know, the defensive lineman first rather than scooting yeah. back and pass blocking. I think they'll be more successful. Yeah, I mean, that that's going to depend on, on head coach and offensive coordinator, you know, quarterback, what we do there. Obviously, we're going to go young quarterback, so you're going to run the ball. But I still don't know if, regardless of Will Fry's strength to develop, I still don't know if he's going to be a starting caliber guy in year two. I think yeah, fair enough. Year three, so you might want to get a veteran to come in there and take that spot for him to continuously develop until he's needed. That way, he's more quality depth. So no. Chad, Chad asks, "Are you taking a right guard or a right tackle at thirty-five? I'm taking no. A, I want a corner. At, at 35. I'm with you. 100%. I'm with you. 100%. Um, we got to get younger at corner. I mean, Gilmore is only one yep. year left on his contract. We do have Isaiah Rogers, who's going to be in a contract year. We got to resign him. Um, Kenny Moore is likely out. We're going to be traded. Uh, we're done with face on. So, I mean, I would go corner at 35. Okay. Uh, Dan Knight asks I like the right guard from Notre Dame. He doesn't know the spelling. Yeah, I'm not taking a right guard at um, 35. I'm not taking a corner at 35 because I think they'll address that in the offseason. I'm loading up offensively. I'm adding another receiver. I'm adding another weapon, you know, somebody who just, again, somebody I'd rather have more weapons than, than not. But, you know, but I'd rather we, make it. I feel like you're kind well, of – Here's the thing. So, so, so this is this is a thing. Um, we have to remember that that the new league year starts before the draft. So January at the 3rd. same point. Yeah. So, no, it's not January. No, March 3rd. My bad. <laughs> yeah. My bad. <laughs> Definitely March. Sorry. So March, March, the new league year starts, and that's when free agency kicks off. So we have to remember where Chris Ballard, whoever, goes to pursue what kind of weapons we get. because William Jackson from Washington. What? William what? Jackson from Washington. Now are we he talking was trash with the Bengals. <laughs> nah, he was Washington. trash with the Bengals. Or, or no, he was with Pittsburgh this last season. No, because he didn't fit there. And then he went to Washington and I guess got pissed at Washington and they released him and he went oh, to Pittsburgh. He got paid. He got paid. Yeah. He went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'll take I mean, it. I don't know. I just look at it like if you're going to 
I would prefer go D-line. You can never have enough pass rushers. So at 35, go D-line, go corner, so, go safety. So so like, that's where I'm against that's where I'm against you because our defensive line, our defense has been has been fine. I would not go defensive line in the top 3 at all. Uh Corner, I'm definitely going. I agree with that. Whether it's the second round or the third round, I'm going corner because of the youth compared to what we are at age. If we want to move from Kenny Moore, we need to be able to find who we're going to replace Kenny Moore with. If, you know, Stefan Gilmore, if we're going to keep Stefan Gilmore, I think he's actually on a multi-year contract. So this is uh, if Stefan Gilmore is going to be here, so why not pull in a corner who has youth, who has the talent to be able to learn from Stefan Gilmore? Exactly. Uh, but I'm also at the same time where do we go, you know, I, I, I am a guy who's okay with going offensive line on the second round. Why? Because I think that a young quarterback is going to need to have trust in who's blocking for him. That's just me. Left tackle, we're good. Left guard, we're good. I personally think we're good at center. I think we're good with Brayton Smith, but that right guard spot is important. Uh, I'm good with going right guard in that position. Uh, I'm also good with going a DB in second round. Uh, the reason I'm good with going corner in the second round, like like you know we've all talked about already, and I'm kind of rambling around in circles, but safety, I think we're good with Nick Cross. Um, it's hard. It's early to tell. I think he needs is. more snaps. It is early to tell. Um, got to play to get better. Yeah, he needs more playing time. We had somebody else there. Can't think of his name. That Thomas dude, Thomas, Rodney Thomas, Rodney Thomas. I think Rodney Thomas is the one that's going to hold down that starting position next year because I think Rodney, I think McLeod is contemplating retirement. Well, I'll say this. Um, I feel like you can move on Kenny Moore now because Blackman, he can play corner. You just got to draft either another, his replacement. Dude, he was badass in the nickel. Like, he was so good in the nickel, DeMarco. I wouldn't do it. I'd rather play um, our our guy, uh, our kick returner. I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, Isaiah Rodgers? No, no, no. I mean, we could put Rodgers there, but I'd rather – Are you talking Davis? No, no. uh, Dallas Flowers. Dallas Flowers. Dallas Flowers. Him. I'd rather put him in the nickel. Really? uh, so so me basically what I would do is I would have Stefan Gilmore, right? And you either got I, I would bring in the veteran William Jackson, put Isaiah Rogers in the nickel so he could finally start. Isaiah Rogers has the nickel and the versatility to be able to play the nickel. Um <clears throat> then you want to draft a rookie to be able to learn from a guy like William Jackson, the veteran, and and um our guy Gilly as a veteran. And um, the thing why I said with you is why I said you were contradicting yourself with a second round receiver to go there is because of the fact that you and Damon have been big on wanting to get big time playmakers at receiver. And if you go with a second round receiver in a, in a, in a draft where receivers are not at a premium, these guys are, are not the, the 2020 draft or 2019 draft. These are not those type of guys. So I wouldn't necessarily go there. And so, um, like Matt was saying, I guess I could get comfortable with the right guard if it's like a a, uh, a tackle from a big school or Osiris Torrance from Florida, the highest rated guard in the country. 
one of those guys that guard. He's a first round pick. That, um, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, he he could be a first round pick, but I'm just saying that's one of those guys that I could feel comfortable at guard. But me, preferably, I'm gonna get younger at corner because we are losing a lot of pieces at corner over right. this offseason. Right. So I, I personally, I personally like Flowers. Everyone keeps saying Flowers in the comments. I personally like Flowers at returner. I mean, so, I like him at returner too. But my thing is, is him or Isaiah Rogers at nickel to get some playing time. That's one of those positions where I see where they can go, where we don't have to just throw a rookie in there. But even then, if you draft good at rookie, these guys can start from the jump. Look at the way see Seattle draft rookies. They yeah. got a, a, a second or a third rounder and a fifth rounder starting at the corner, and they were legit all year. Yeah, that's Pete Carroll's forte. That's what corner. I'm saying. Like, that's what he's about. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not against it. I just look at it as in, like, defensively, that's probably our weakest position. I mean, offensively, outside of quarterback – I mean, I just look at it like add as much talent as possible on that side of the ball and let that then sort it out yourself. But defensively, my philosophies are corner and you can never have enough pass rushers. So draft them, add them, sign them. I don't care what you do to them, but you you do that and I think we'll be fine. Yeah, and uh, Dan Knight asked that. He says Rogers should be starting that corner. Dan, we all agree there was some major favorite favoritism towards uh, Brandon Face on. Um, so he he for, for sure should have been getting a lot more playing time than he got this year. That's facts. We've been saying it. We were saying it all all season all that Rogers should be getting starting over Face on. All year. All year. So yeah, that's uh. Chad, that's where we would probably go at 35. It seems like most of us are in agreement here. Um, me and Zach are a little bit off on guard at 35. Um, but me and Matt did say corner or guard there. You could go there. Um, Zach was kind of thinking more a little bit more receiver. Um, but I, th- I think those are three positions that, that we do got a little special coming from you guys that we'll kind of put that together and see what our needs are to go at 35 to go uh, corner, guard, receiver, what are we looking for there? That'll be something for us to put together for you guys. Um, but love that question. Keep them coming. Appreciate you guys for that. Um, yeah, guys, so that, that's that's kind of where I sit, though. I, I just think corner is like one of our bigger needs there. So I think that's why I'm more with that idea for 35. But, hey, like, like Matt said, if we're going rookie quarterback, we'd like to come in with a rookie buddy to pretty much hold his hands for the years, just like Andrew Luck came in with Costanzo. Um, and go guard at 35, I honestly, I, I wouldn't be mad at a, a, G, a GM wanting to protect his quarterback better. Not at all, not at all. All right, everybody, again, we appreciate everybody coming out. This has been a, a definitely good eventful night. Uh, a very Hell yeah. Day. We have some debates tonight, baby. It was yeah. definitely some good debates, and I can't wait until next Saturday when we debate who wins the Super Bowl. Um, wait, wait, I thought you were going to be out that weekend. Ooh, yeah, we're off the next two weekends. So next, next weekend's not no one cares. So next weekend's the Pro Bowl. So the weekend <laughs> after that. So if y'all do next weekend, that's fine. We'll discuss that on the side. But the week after that, I gotta be on before the Super Bowl. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, <laughs> next weekend, yeah, I'll be off. Uh, I got some uh, gender reveal for baby coming along. Um, it's hope for that runner. boy. You know what I'm saying? You know baby what I'm runner. saying? 
my my daughter right has been calling me Daddy Rudder all day, because um, my my wife didn't take uh, my last name, so she my kids go by Posey, and we I told her this morning I was like, no, you're Posey Rudder, and she was like, what? <laughs> it kind of blew her mind. I was like, yeah, my last name's Rudder. My last name's not Posey. <laughs> and she started she start, start laughing. She started calling me Daddy Rudder all day. I was like, man, man, chill out. I appreciate that, Dan. I appreciate that, Dan. But, yeah. So, next week I might not be here. It depends on what time I get back. I might hop on late. Um, but I will we'll be see, we'll see. We'll see if the rest of the crew wants to get on. Um, I'm pretty sure I will be more than likely available. I will check with – Zach and the guys. And see I won't be. It's my anniversary with my old lady. Yeah, we, so. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Zach won't be. But, uh, yeah. So, we've got new intros. We've got new outros. We're working on things on the side to make this cool and fun and all different types of things. Uh, if you guys noticed the new uh, Bengals versus Chiefs thing that I brought up uh, and then the Eagles versus 49ers, I literally did that while me and Zach were sitting in here. Uh, like yep. 10 minutes before, I found some cool graphics and things and just kind of put it all together real fast. Yep, and so, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll even check with um, Trev and Damon and see if either of them want to hop on. If not, I'll see if, uh, if maybe I got enough time. I'll do a show with just you guys if I got enough comments in the sections. Why not? We'll we'll see how it goes. We'll we'll talk throughout the week and we'll see for you guys to see if we can get something going or not before the Super Bowl. That way we don't completely. I guess we will have the Saturday before the, the Saturday Super before the Super Bowl. We'll definitely be we'll on. I'll that. definitely be um, here. Yeah, so uh, we'll have. Couple two shows before then, so we'll, we'll see about next week, but for sure the week after that. And just to give you guys a, a little bit of a future uh, idea of what we're going to be doing, so we're going to start doing one a month of a war room style, kicking with the crew warm room. Uh, this was De- uh, DeMarco's idea. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to come in here and we're going to discuss prospects who we're going to take at one, two, three. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, we're going to get further into it later on. We're going to discuss how far yeah, we're going to Yeah, hopefully we can draft. get all the guys, and we'll try and go all the way to seven, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, I remember right. a, couple, a couple years ago we didn't do all seven. I think we did uh, the first couple. Um, but free like, agency. are we doing, like, as a team or, like, well, who I would take? Team. No, no, war, war Room as a team. War Room as a team. Together. We're going to come together, put together mm-hmm. our picks. We'll kind of put together our needs. Um, on the side and see what we think is our need and then who we think is the best player available, who we have on the board, and then make our picks there. So, so um, look at it as – On a first pick, uh, as a, like our first pick as quarterback, you know, we'll come mm-hmm. together with that one and then go down the rest of the draft and kind of jump to each person. So look at it as instead of a Colts war room, it's going to be a kicking with the crew war room. So day one, uh, boom, it's our war room. That's what we're going to do. Or, the we're gonna do with the cool war room. Yep, we're gonna do one one episode a month for that up until the draft. So hopefully we can do. Uh, what I want to do is, yep. So what I want to do is the first one is gonna be round one because that's the most important. Uh, and then we'll probably maybe hit round two or round three. We'll we'll discuss how we do that. But I was gonna yep. say mock one, two, and three. Yeah, we'll fit. We'll figure all that out because we're gonna do a couple months leading up. Uh, we'll also hit FA. And then afterwards, uh, what we like to do is we like to do our own seasonal predictions once the schedules come out. Uh, we did that uh, a couple years ago, and it was pretty interesting. It took us – I don't remember how long it took us. I think it took us a few like a weeks. And then also for you guys, 
We will try and come with some live stuff. Me and Matt been talking about it. Hopefully, I think Zach will be available. Maybe he. I know he's pretty busy with working or not, but Just hopefully we time. can start. We can start coming to you guys with some live updates. Um, as far as like when we get to free agency and whatnot, come with some breaking news and live action. Um, don't be scared if you guys see us in different stuff. You know, I'm I'm gonna be wearing red for work. Um, if, if that pops up and, and we get to that situation, but hopefully we want to give you guys live stuff, uh, as it comes in, yeah. in the wait. Cause I just kind of see something as I'm working and scrolling and then boom, I jump over in the media and I start trying to share it out. So be, be prepared be prepared to see me in some army uniform, because <laughs> if I get an update that we hire a head coach and I'm at the office, I'm hopping on Streamyard, I'm going live and I'm going to talk about it. So be prepared to hop up in the comments. I'll probably find DeMarco or, or Zach or somebody to hop in with me so I'm not alone. But well, I'm covered in oil, so probably not. <laughs> no, I don't care if I don't care if you're covered in oil. Come on in. As long as you're not on slip and slide. <laughs> I'm covered in oil usually usually with glasses on, so highly unlikely, but we'll see. And then and then again, remember always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. Spotify. Spotify. Apple Podcasts and YouTube. We're on all of those. Uh, and please, please, YouTube please, please, if any of you guys do watch YouTube, please just go to the channel, kick in with the crew, um, apostrophe after kick, apostrophe in uh, with the crew, like and subscribe. It'll help us in the org, uh, or rhythm. Um, and get us shared across to different people. Same, so, same thing on Spotify you, and Apple. Uh, and it'll just make us bigger and more notable, noticeable for you guys. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We really do. But if you guys can do that, if you use YouTube, that would be awesome. Yes, sir. And it is always, I don't care who wins tomorrow, it will always forever and ever be Go Colts. Always. Always. Go Colts. Always. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag.